Hey, this is the Queen of Extreme Francine, and you are listening to Phil, Jay, and that pin in the ass choppy on the Turnbuckle Throwbacks. Your shows, your entertainment, and your network. This is Rant Remember, what this network wants, this network gets. I promise you that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. Broadcasting live from Shaolin, Staten Island. Freak Show Central. Where's that? New York City. The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. It's the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast on Rant EM Radio. Proud member of the Shining Wizards Network and Dark Satellite Media. The 90s. I still love this song. Yeah, me too. Anyway. Oh, oh cha 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 <laughs> All right. Episode 432 of the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Um, I think we're live. Ooh. Live to tape. We're live, pal. We're live, pal. I'm Phil. Jay. Uh, all right. And we'll, we're a week away from the last episode of the year, unless we get together and do something. But yeah, that's 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 half that's half, that's like the half plan. Yeah, if I'm not obviously if I'm, not, if I'm not illegally ordering food on your behalf, if, <laughs> if, if I'm not if I'm not breaking my computer. Oh, uh, so I again I apologize for that. We got to tell that story really quick. Cause all that, right, it's so good. So a couple months ago, Jay and I were buying pizza pretty regularly, and one day Jay and I didn't have any cash, which is usual. So yeah, we, we don't carry cash a lot, and it was my and it was basically my turn to buy. Right, so because I I I been I was picking up a tab for a hot second, not even thinking about it, because Jay's like, you know, you buy pizza all the time, and I'm like, all right, whatever, whatever. So I said, well, I don't have any cash. Well, I don't have any cash. Yeah. So so do you use Grubhub? He's like, no. <laughs> so he puts his credit card on my Grubhub. Fine, we ordered a pizza. So, uh, a bunch of bunch of weeks, months go by, whatever, whatever, and now for the last two months, got to be it's got to be two months. Yeah. So the last two months, I've been ordering food reg- pretty regularly at work and here and fucking and on my bank account. <laughs> no, until it's pay- no one no does. Why. No one does. So and it's not really that much money, but it, it adds up, right? So and Jay's like, "Do you use Grubhub?" And I'm like, "Yeah, all the time." Because and then and then Phil, because th- I'm looking at it. So whatever, I'm I'm trying to just do stuff. I guess basically become an adult. And I'm balancing my books or whatever. And I'm like, let me see where I could trim the fat and what have you. So I was like, I've been paying for Netflix. My parents don't use Netflix. My sister is the only one that uses it. 
So I was like, ah, I'm going to cancel Netflix. So I was like, let me see what else. I was like, let me see what else I'm paying for that, you know, whatever I don't use. And I, it actually surprised me not that much. But so I'm looking. I was like, Grubhub. I was like, ah, I don't know. I was like, this is weird. So then I look at it again and look at it again. And I've always said that to myself where, you know how like when hypothetically, if you want to like hack something or hack somebody, you know, you would go in and just and just basically blow blow the load on the first thing. Let me see what I can get from them instead of doing a slow burn. I always said, like, it's just easy to do a slow burn. $10 here, $15 here. To me, that's the easiest way to do it. Yeah. And I laughed because I just said, holy shit. I was like, is somebody doing it to me? I was like, is somebody ripping my gimmick? Well, it looks like it. And and I laughed because I was like, shit, what the hell is this? And so I was like, Grubhub. I was like, who do I know that uses Grubhub? And I was like, I really don't know anybody that uses Grubhub. So when I when I texted Phil, I was just more or less kind of like a uh, like a flyer. I was like, Phil, do you use Grubhub? And then Phil's like giving me, he's like, yeah, man, I use it all the time. It's pretty safe. <laughs> he's giving me a review. Yeah. <laughs> I, I Yeah. So come to find out my so I had removed something off the off the app. Uh pay, method of pay, I, I moved it I was doing PayPal. I was going it was going through my PayPal same way the Uber does. I was trying to balance my I was trying to balance my PayPal account yeah. like a, a while ago. What happened was the fucking app defaulted Jay's card to my fucking account. Yeah. So I've been buying food on Jay's dime. <laughs> like I'm sitting here now I'm like in, Literally, and I'm not even exaggerating, I was in tears. I felt fucking terrible because I'm not, again, like, that's not, you know. I no, of course. That's why I said the same thing. And, and, I, and I, I, I felt bad. That you, I was like, dude, don't worry I about it. I called Steph. I'm like, yo, man. She's like, I'll just, we'll just get the money. Don't worry about it. And you just pay me back and whatever. I'm like, yeah, but, you know, he's trying to watch his fucking money now. And we, we, he just, we just talked about budgeting. And yeah, Jay's got some expenses, man. He's got some, like, he's got some behind-the-scenes shit going on. He's got the car thing going on. He just moved in with his girlfriend like a half a year ago. So it's like, here I am buying fucking Grubhub <laughs> and bagels on his fucking dime. And I'm like, I feel like a fucking chooch. Well, that's why I, 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 and I, you know, that's what it's, listen, at the end of the day, I, I look at stuff like this where you just go, it's like, at least we found it out. You know what I mean? Like, that, that, listen, it could have been, it could have been a lot worse. A whole lot well, now worse. I'm looking at my fucking bank account like every fucking day now. I've been. Well, yeah. and and listen, I mean that's that's and that's what it comes down to. It's just like, well, it's like it's like, yeah, maybe you should have noticed. But I was like, I, you know, it's been going on for how long? I should have noticed, right? But we <laughs> see because it was because it was done so innocently. That's have, what I mean, right? But we have similar lifestyles in terms yeah. of like we just, you know, Jay. Um, all right, I'll, let me just. I'm not trying to kiss your ass or anything, but like, you know, you're we're in this line of people who just thought they, you know, they they don't they they just good people. And we just we don't, we don't he he doesn't care like you need this we'll take care of it we need yeah. it and choppy the same way I do that for you guys yeah 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 because we just take care of each other so I need a fucking choppy buys it we bought we bought new equipment Jay bought a new camera like it's like we just buy shit just for this you know not for the sake of it just for, you know for the hell of it and I'm sure we've been doing that to each to to our friends and family for years oh yeah I just depleted my bank account almost at Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and I didn't even pay, I didn't even pay for the meal. That was taking my parents out to dinner yeah. and then buying like hors d'oeuvres for my sister the next day. I dropped like almost $300. Yeah. And I'm like, and to the point where I was down to my last $10 on Wednesday. Where I had to like say to my, to, I said, yo, can can I, I borrow like 50 bucks from Steph? And I, I don't, I never asked anybody for money at all. Yeah. I never asked anybody for money. I'm like, yo, can you just lend me 50 bucks for like 16 hours? Yeah. And I could just... 
so no, so just in case it you know overdraws or whatever. I my bank account has not been that low since 2017. Yeah, and I've been really diligent with that shit, right? So I get paid yesterday, whatever, whatever. But and I give Steph back the money like at five o'clock in the morning. So she's like, and Steph is another one does not pay attention. Yeah. So I, she calls me. I'm like, hey, thank. She call. She calls me every morning on the way to work. So I'm, I'm on York Avenue where the fucking Grubhub deliveries were coming from. Well, that's that's what the, that's, that's, that's t- the only thing because right. I looked at that's it. That's why I, I go, work because it was certain other things. I just go and I I was fully convinced that it was a hack. Yeah. I was like, shit, I, I got hacked. And then I yeah. looked and I was like, New York Grill. I was like, wait a minute. I was yeah. like. What the hell? I was like, that sounds like the city. I was like, not nah, because it's sporadic. It was, yeah. it was sporadic places. Yeah. yeah. So I told, I called her up and I'm like, she called me up and I'm like, well, thank you very much for helping me. I said, I, I promise you, I, I'll, I'll never ask you again. She's like, no. What do you mean? You, you put the, you put it back. I'm like, yeah, I put it back. She's like, why? I didn't ask you for it. I'm like, it's not the point. The point is that you know you did something for me. I take care of it back. You know. Um, I just, I and I felt terrible. I kept apologizing. I apologize to Jay. I apologize yeah. to, to Steph. I'm like, I'm yeah. not that kind of fucking person. I know. Well, then that's what I, I mean. That's what it's, that's the difference is that, you know, because it, it wasn't coming from a malicious place. Yeah, no. So it's just like, whatever, man. Like, you know, listen, I'm just glad that we we, we found it out when we did. Yeah, Otherwise, I, it could have been a lot worse. And I removed the, the, the account, <laughs> or the card off the account, you know, this I was I was laughing. I was like, well, I was like, thank God. And I'm going to get Jay's own Grubhub. Yeah. Next time he orders pizza, <laughs> he can just add my well, address. Well, next time, next time I'm just going to bring cash. Right. But, so yeah, but it, it it was I was laughing. I was like, oh, we we got to tell him on the show because I because I, I know, you, you know, like I said, you you felt like you had egg on your face. I was like, dude, I it's, did. It's a fucking accident. Yeah, the, you know what the problem is, and I'm I'm guilty of this, and I don't want to dig too deep into it. I know we got shit to do, but um, I'm very I'm very hard on myself. Yeah, and you guys remind me of this all the time, and I'm and I'm really tr- I'm trying hard not to be, and like you know certain things I'm just like. Steph's like, what are you sorry for? You know, like, you know, you made a mistake. It's a mistake. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but it's something that, you know, could have been avoided. And, you know, so now you know better, lesson learned. Right? Cause, yeah, of course. So now it's like, all right, whatever, we move on. But I just, you know, it's this, that I don't want to be in the kit. But see, but there's the thing. It, it can't be avoided if, if, if nobody knows it's there. Right. So it's not, so yeah, it, it's an accident. And like I said, that's, and ultimately, ultimately, once, and this is how I look at things, it ultimately falls on me as well because of, because of the same reason is that I should have seen it when it happened. Right. But listen, shit happens. I, it could have been a lot. You know, uh, you know, my stepson, uh, you know, he ran up a credit card on, you know, with an app, you know, app purchases. And, you know, he, he was he was met with the angel and devil on his shoulders and he chose to run with the devil. And, you know, he and he paid the price. And like I said, like I, I yell about stupid things. And 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 the you know if if you if you tell me you're gonna do something in the house I'm just speaking about him, you know and you don't do it, that's stupid, you know. But this is this was something that you know it it was a life lesson. So I didn't get mad once. I didn't raise my voice once to him, and I I remind him of like I'm never gonna be mad with the serious stuff, the stupid things I'm gonna I'm gonna hop on you because you you could you because you hold them and this is my problem, Michael too. You hold them to a higher standard yeah. because you're with them all the time and you're trying to instill shit in them. Yeah. So, right. like to me, it's just like, listen, you can you can do the most messed up thing in the world. You're always gonna have support. That 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 was the idea of it. Like you're always gonna have support with it, and it's just like we just learned. And and like I said, to me, ultimately, I'm just thankful that I found out when I did. That w- that's basically what it comes down to. 
Yeah, that, that's how the week started. <laughs> I was laughing. Right, and then I, I got... Bad, but I was, I got, I was laughing. I got called into the office at work, and that nev- that's never good. Um, it's either a wellness check or something I did that they, they something I did that I was supposed to do, but I didn't do it right, and they didn't like the way I did it. Mm-hmm. And it's always like an administrative thing, and I'm like, you know, and I'm just... I'm at the point now where... Um, Part of me doesn't care, but a lot of me still loves my job, so it's like I can't, you know, I'm very blessed because I'm surrounded by some really amazing people, like in terms of like colleagues, like doctors and administrators and directors and all the CMS I'm around, and um, sometimes you take that stuff for granted, but then when you're the oldest cat in the room now, well, I'm technically I'm not, but I'm the oldest in terms of seniority. Seniority, and, yeah. And and I'm like, um, there's a woman there who's a year older than me, but she's only been there for three years, and she's really not that savvy in EMS. She's more of a fucking of a, of an administrator. Where there's only like two or three of us that were actually on the road and came off the road and did this for for another for another part of our career. Some people just came in here with the position and and never did any road time, you know. So. Sometimes the scenarios get different and the, and the shit gets different and you're like, well, that's not how I was taught. And I'm like, yeah, but that's not how it's supposed to be. And then all of a sudden it becomes a conflict of interest. Yeah. So I'm riding this wave of of not not only guilt this week, but um, uh, just aggravation when you have to deal with people who are half your age and have no fucking clue about life. Yeah, yeah. In terms of my and you know that's the thing too. So many people have degrees. Um, and they have, uh, they've done other jobs. I have not. Mm-hmm. I've been doing the same job in terms of EMS since I'm 17 years old. And I've been doing it as a paid EMT for 22 years, 23 years next month. So it's like, it's not, for me, it's all I know. Yeah. So it's like, I'm not, so it's, I'm just dealing with all that shit. And then uh, now it's fucking, you know, yeah, you know, and it's the holiday season. My tree's not even up. I'm just miserable about certain things. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just hoping that um, we just get through the year and finish. We have some, and I did a video let, yeah this, yesterday morning. Mm-hmm. I was so excited about t- today's episode and next week's episode. Yes. And I'm already working on the 30th anniversary episode for the Royal Rumble next month. Hell yeah! Of the '92 Rumble. Can't so, wait. No, it's gonna be great. We got some really good stuff lined up, and um, uh, the only blessing because this it's been a year now. I think next week will be a year we lost Choppy. Yeah. Um, wow. The blessing is is that um, I'll break down the fourth wall. There's a little more prep now that goes into what we do. Um, you're more hands on, mm-hmm. where Choppy was, but he wasn't that go getter. Like you know, he'll say he'll make suggestions. Yeah. But you'll take the time and you'll dig the crates and you'll you know what I'm saying. So it makes my life a lot easier because I can do it and then. We're all on the same page. Not that we ever disagreed about anything, but no. we've always come to that to that to that crossroads of should we do this one or that one or hey, I found this or Phil, you said we were doing this and I pick and I pick something else because yeah. I don't write it down. But now I'm just writing shit down. I'm more diligent. Well, yeah, and like I said, and then like we're kind of doing like a month by month thing where like one month you're working it and then the next month I'm working yeah. it. Like like you said, where we're taking, you know, it's it's almost like taking. Someone's taking this, the 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 helm, and then someone else is laying back where they could just react. Like, it's, and it's and it works well that way. This way, if everybody does a little, nobody does a lot. And and I I've always I've always said that about work. Like, you know, it's always like you know, 
you got people that that skate by and what have. This you. is my problem at work, yeah. and I this is one of the problems in the office. I'm like, yeah, everybody does a little bit. Nobody has to do right. A lot. The job, that's and, what matters. And the job is the job you can do with your eyes closed. Like, but if I'm doing the work of three people, yeah, it's fucking annoying. Yeah. Um, but we are approaching our tenth year. We're into our tenth year, and it's like, you know. Uh, there are certain things I never, I never thought I would do. I'd be doing it. We're doing it, and maybe, hopefully, we'll do some better things in 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 the, in the up and coming year. Um, it's been a down, almost two years in terms of the world. So it's like yeah. we're, we're trying to like, this is our escape. You know, this is. I mean, even like sports is getting back to normal. I know Jay's not a big sports guy, so like, well, what's going on? In, well, I don't want to take a sidebar, but what's going on with baseball? There is there going to be a lockout or? So there's a lockout currently as of December first, right? And there has there hasn't been a labor stoppage in over 20 years, right? The thing is, is that the players put an offer on the table like in May, mm-hmm. and the owners were like, nah, not so much. And it was like, all right. So there's a lot of like they they rather lock out now when there's no baseball going Makes on. Sense. So basically, the 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 due date is like I think the second week of February because that's when spring training pitches and catches report and stuff yeah. like that. So they have from now until the middle of fucking February to get it going, Russell, because there's going to be a work stoppage. Yeah. Um, but it's depressing because the Mets spent, um, I don't know, a quarter of a billion dollars about three weeks ago and got some primo fucking t- talent. Mm-hmm. And now it's like it, it's over. And it, they don't even have a manager yet. They yeah. got they a general manager. Yeah. General manager's in the seat a week, and he signs the, th- the three out of the top five best free agents on, on the planet. And good players, not just for the sake of signing players like the Dodgers do. Yeah. And sometimes the Yankees do it, and sometimes the Angels do it. And there's a lot of teams that just sign players for the sake of, hey, I got the best player out there. But we got the best player for the team. Yeah. Um, and the Yankees are doing that now without signing players. Like they went and got Cole last year or the year mm-hmm. before, and it was like, okay, that was a necessity. So now these teams are making these necessity moves, and all of a sudden it stops. I'm like – now you can't sign players because of the work stoppage. I'm like, yeah. this is fucking bullshit. So yeah, hopefully we'll have some, uh, we'll have some baseball. I'm really upset about it if we don't get any because Staten Island's got a new baseball team. Yeah, um, the the Ferry Hawks. I'm very excited about it. Um, independent league uh, team, and it's gonna be great. But you know, it's a national pastime, and it's still a boring game to a lot of people. People don't want to watch a three hour game because you know it's still, it's, it's attention getter. Yeah. Um, Football is still the number one sport in the country, um, so and then you know that's going well. But I mean, yeah. So there's a lot of stuff going on, and we just want to just entertain you guys, you know. And I think we're streaming. Yeah, we are streaming. We're live on the rant. We're live. We're live, folks. And we're always part of the Shining Wizards Network, and we're always part of uh, Dark Satellite Media and Rant Entertainment Media. And Joel Gerton looks like a fucking stud. Yeah, he, he does. He, yeah, I, I meant I, I I shouted him out this morning on Twitter. I said, "You look fucking svelte." You oh. know, as my as my handles are going off here. All right, um, there is some news. Oh uh, uh, yeah, I well, mean, re- well, first of all, uh, Mike Nesmith just passed away from the monkeys. Oh shit! And Demarius Thomas from the uh, yeah, thirty three f- years 33 old. Thirty three years old. The fucking dead. He had a seizure. So uh, rest in peace to Mike Nesmith, who's a an icon. The yeah, monkeys. Were, the monkeys. Remember Ozzy in, in in the um in the Jerky Boys movie. He got a gig with the monkeys. The fucking monkeys, yeah. man. You're kidding me. <laughs> they yeah. uh, go figure, huh? Yeah, Demarius so Thomas was a Pro Bowler, Super Bowl champion. Yeah, six six or seven time Pro Bowl champ. Think he Pro play, Bowl. Yeah, yeah, he played with Tim Tebow for a little while. And he Tebow. played and he played on the winning team with uh, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
33 years old. I mean, that's and that's scary. I'm 36 myself. And, uh, you know, that obviously in today's heightened uh, times, it's good, it's good to know it's not the the monster in the room. But, you know, like you said, it's it's still a still a shame, you know. Yeah. Thirty three years old. Yeah. Um, so rest in peace to all those guys. Ridiculous. Um uh, yeah, so we got some news. We got some stuff going on. There's a lot of stuff going on in yeah, the news. Yeah, the big the big news I think obviously is uh the Jeff Hardy situation, which is uh you know, um it's 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 bizarre. It's it's you you know, you think you know, he's out on, he's out through the, you know, across the other side of it. And then all of a sudden, I w- ended up watching the footage last night uh, of the match. And, you know, it didn't look uh, too, you know, bad. Like, he took most of the match, which was bizarre, and then just left. So, you know, it's, that's what's kind of weird about it. If he was, if he was messed up in the sense of, of that, why would they let him out? Let him out there and take most of the match. Like the victory road situation in whatever it was, 2011, uh, with Sting, you know, they knew he was messed up. They brought him out there, but they quickly, you know, got him out. So, you know, it was kind of, uh, you know, that was handled better in that sense. So like if he was messed up in some sense, I feel like they wouldn't take most of the match. So, there's still some questions there for, for me, but hopefully he gets the help that he needs. That's that's basically what it comes down to. Uh, you know, when he's when he's on the straight and narrow, you know, you don't really hear a bad a bad thing about him. Uh, you know, you, you don't really hear many bad things about him. This is just you know he's got his own demons, and you know they had that video of him in the diner when he's talking shit about CM Punk, and like it's just it's just a bad look for uh for Jeff but um hopefully he comes out the other side of this and um you know we can get him back in the ring where he, where he belongs and entertaining a bunch of people. Well what bothers me even more about this, well two things bother me. One, I just watched the um the Jeff Hardy interview with Stone Cold Steve Austin on his podcast which debuted like last week or week before. Uh yeah, I haven't and, seen it. And yet. he was telling Stone Cold how he was you know, he's feeling all right. He's been clean. He's been, you know, hasn't relapsed. And, and then a week later, this happens. That bothers me. That's, right. and that, and what, like I said, let's, let's hypothetically speak. Maybe, maybe the, maybe the interview was interview, you know, was filmed two weeks prior. Well, that's, well, that's what, still, yeah. Yeah, it's a double A This still, there's, a, 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 from what I understand about addiction, um, you know, I've, I've, I've done a little research on it and, you know, you, it's never, it's never right away. It's always a gradual thing, from what I understand. You're absolutely right. And then what bothered me even more was, on top of that, the people on inst- in social media. Oh my god. Well, that's where his his wife, you know, made a comment. Matt Hardy did too. Matt yeah. Hardy was like, "My brother's fine. It's not my place to speak about it." Mm-hmm. But I spoke to him. I love him. I want him to do well. Whatever, whatever. And he's fine. But even like his wife, and his, made, wife. His, my, his wife made the comment of like, just fine. He's home. Uh, everything is good. Just and report that you heard that, too, because everybody's reporting what they heard. They heard this about him backstage and, and, and whatever, you know, it's it's the the Jeff Hardy thing. And that's kind of the bad thing about social media. 
and that's really my whole distaste for it. Like I, I, you know, I understand where we are in this age, and but you know, this whole idea of 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 teaming together and 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 kicking somebody while they're down, it's just never, it's never good. And the idea of you know, like that whole thing, like, well, what does Jeff Hardy got to be upset about? You know, it's, you know, he's, millions of people love him. He's made probably millions of dollars. Like, what does he have to be upset about? And that's such a bad uh, perspective to take because you're not in Jeff Hardy's shoes. And it's like, because, and like Jim Carrey has this great thing where he goes, everybody should be famous one day of their life and then realize that it's not the answer that they're looking for. And, I I attribute it to that too. Look how many musicians, right? You know, do all this stuff. How many wrestlers, you know, do all this stuff? Anybody who's in the, in the public eye, any any kind of entertainer, like is that if that makes any sense? Yeah. Right? My my whole my whole thing was if I was ever going to be famous, I want to be famous for doing something credible. What I mean by that is, to me, I want to have an influence on somebody positively. Yeah. Whether I po- whether I influence one person, or a million people, even by doing the podcast, people are like, oh, you know, you, I, I, there's a couple people who's messaged us, you know, friends, fans of the show. You inspired me to, mm-hmm. to, to, to want to start a podcast, you know? Um, that's, that, that's, and I'm not famous. I'm just saying, like, the, 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 the impact that he has yeah. on the industry and the fan base, um, is insane. The yeah. Hardys are so over. When they came back in seventeen, they had the loudest pop at Mania. Yep. We were we were at Ring of Honor when they when they fought the Bucks of Youth. <laughs> you know, uh, when they showed up and the lights went out it was amazing. Um, and we saw the transition. You know, I was never a big Hardy f- fan growing up. I just I liked them. I didn't, they weren't my favorite team. Yeah, uh, I didn't have a horse in that race. If if I had a horse in that race with them, Edge and Christian and the Dudleys, it would definitely be Edge and Christian because they were more funnier than the rest of them. Yeah, but I never disliked them, and I never. And when Jeff had his singles run and his matches with CM Punk back yep. in like oh seven or oh six or whatever it was, and and they exploited his. Demons, even then, yeah, the stuff he did with Undertaker was phenomenal. Yeah, so he's he's had a great career, right? Um, but the fans are like ridiculous, and uh, it's 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 uh, you know, uh, I don't want to go off too off on the side. No, but it's, but, but it's 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 tribalism. If anybody's ever you know understand it, they always want to be on the good side. Of whatever's happening, and yeah. they go, "Oh, I told you so." Oh, yeah, I called this hey, motherfucker. You didn't call. You nothing. didn't call shit. You didn't call shit. Give me, you know, and 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 to kick somebody while they're down is is just to me is the one of the lowest forms of 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 humanity that you can ever be a part of because there's 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 nothing worse than seeing somebody. You know, like I said, maybe, maybe, hopefully, Jeff relapsed. Listen, we don't know what's. Maybe happened. you just exhausted. You don't. I mean, you don't know. Hopefully, man. he relapsed and just knows that he goes. This is only gonna. I I can't just do this a little bit. So he knows what's gonna happen, and maybe he's just seeking to get help. Maybe he's just got to stay home. Listen, we all know that WWE's schedule isn't the most conducive for for somebody for anybody for anybody. You know, and. You know, you're you're working four or five days a week. You're home. You, you know what I mean. You're 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 not home with your family. So, uh, you know, like I said, hopefully he gets the help that he 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 needs and can return to a place where 
he can find that balance. That's kind of the best thing that we can I, I would want to say about it. I am a son, a nephew, a cousin, and a friend of an addict. I'm an addict. I am the victim. I'm not a victim. I am the I, I am the other side of that. I lost my father, my cousin, friends, um, to drugs. And I must tell you, it's not you know when you when people care about you and you do this and you do and you and you beat your body up and you have demons, it doesn't just affect you. It affects your family and your friends. On now, but with the work thing. It affects the fan base because it's these there were kids that are painting their face and there were wrestlers right now in their in their twenties who had the fucking armbands and the and the big uh, Jenko jeans and the and the and the and the makeup and the piercings right. Um, as a human being, and I said this for Sunny too. As a human being, I just want you to and just and I met Sunny. She was um, she's a wonderful woman in person, right? Um. Uh, even fed me cupcakes, right? But it's like you—you you have to understand. Like you—you want—you want that person to exceed, you know. Like when 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 like when you when you when you when you, when the shit happened to you and you you know you were like I I did this. Here's what I did. Blah 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 blah. And yeah. I said, all right. The first thing I said to you is, are you all right? You're not gonna be an asshole no more. Yeah. And you're gonna fix it. If you can recognize what you did and fix it. Then you're already there. Yeah. See, my dad didn't do that. My cousin didn't do that. My uncle didn't do that. And my one of my friends at work didn't do it. Like they knew it was there. They tried to get help and never followed through with it. Yeah. You know, my dad would get detoxed and then he would fucking go away for a couple of years in prison or come home and go up north to my aunt's house and detox up there and then come back. And once he's off the train, it's like back at the fucking spot again, you know? My partner at work who who overdosed. He would fucking he would come to work. He'd come to work high, and then come down when the sh- when he would be up all night. The shift would start. He'd be on the fucking go, and then finish the shift, go get fucking high again. It would be like a continuing thing, yeah. you know. Till I dimed him, and they were they took him off the truck because he was a fucking disaster, and I cried my eyes out. And then he died him a year later in two thousand and eight, you know. You know, and it's and it's and it's something like I said, and I mean, and truth be told, I mean, where are we now? December. Uh, you know, it's been been nine months since I had a drink. I had a zero percent Heineken last last weekend. I, I took uh, me and Taba had date night, and she got a drink, and I said, I said maybe I'll have a zero percent beer. Halfway through the beer, I was just like, you know. Why am I even doing? What's this? the point? Right? Yeah, why am I even doing? If it's not going to be a real drink, then why why even do it? You know what I mean? Right. And it was it was it was good to have, but halfway through I realized I was like, ah, I'm not ready yet. And like I said, I don't know if I'm ever going to not drink, uh, but for right now, I'm not. And if you did, at least you know the consequences. Oh now. God, yeah, right. So it's like you're going to make decisions that you probably wouldn't wouldn't have made before. Yeah. You'll go out and be like, all right, I'm leaving the keys at home. Well, that's that's the idea of addiction is realizing, like you said, I, that's where I, I want to kind of almost defend Jeff. Whereas absolutely you got to go. He he's he's been down this road, you know, arguably too many times. But, you know, so so with a lot of people where he's probably looking at it going, 
there's only one way out of this. I ha- I need help. I need I and the best thing to do is to get released. The best thing to do is is get help. And I'm sure WWE has done the right thing and going, Jeff, we can, you know, right right. I mean, they have a program. Yeah. So I, he's probably he he probably he's probably on his way. He's probably there already maybe know, if, if, if if that was the case. If that was the case. Right, right, right. But like I said, to me I looked at I look at it as is he just needs to get get the help that he needs and like I said to me you you need you need to fix that first before anything else can ever happen right so and any any time you can recognize I know I, and I like I said I know me personally you know even even the queen said it to me she was surprised that you know I haven't had a drink yet and it's because because and it's because I'm I'm still figuring out if if I'm if I am an alcoholic or not. I I, I personally do not think so, but you might have the tendencies. I yes, right, and okay, that, that's and, that, and, and there's that, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and knowing what I know about alcohol is it it affects decision making exponentially. Yeah, because so, you, you know if you if you become somebody that you're not, you lose yeah everything. That's good to you and close to you, you know, and at, that's profitable. You can lose your job, you can lose your girlfriend, you can lose your fuck, you can lose the podcast, you yep. lose friends, lose that, you lose can lose my, everything. Yeah. Um. But if you recognize the problem, identify it, and then attack it, you you you've already won. Even yeah. if it takes you half of the ne- rest of your life to figure out that you're 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 this or you're that, you don't know, and you don't fuck up, but you try to figure shit out, it's like. You're there. You, you've, yeah. al- you've already won. Some guys and girls can't do that. Yeah. They just let it let it absorb and they let it uh, take them over and they let it consume them. So our thoughts and prayers are with, are with Jeff Hardy. We want, as a, as a, as a fan, as a human, um, you know, if you're, a, if you're a spiritual person, you're a person of faith, keep them in your prayers. If you're not, just send them best wishes and, like, we know what it is. To deal to deal with that shit, we know yep. we know people, or we we there's people in our lives that do it, and or the we we know people who know people. It's like it's never it's never easy, you know. And he's still a young dude, yeah. So he can fix it and fucking if not for him for his for his girls, yeah, for his wife. That's the most important thing for his family. I mean, family first always. We preach that on a podcast all the time. Family, this the this podcast has taken a sidestep to everything family. Yeah, so. I would I would take a bullet for my my guys from for for Jay Choppy for my crew you know because it's like they know the credo is family first yeah and that's not just a thing that's not that's not, even as as I grew up that's what it is that's always been the case and it's all you have um and you know either you're born into them or you meet them it don't matter yep all right we'll stick with WWF um WWE I'm sorry mm-hmm. I've been watching a lot of WWF lately yeah. Um, uh, NXT obviously we'll talk about. I didn't see Raw. I saw SmackDown last week. It wasn't bad. SmackDown was good last week. I enjoyed that. I loved. I loved the match between uh, Cesaro and Sheamus. That was fun, and the Brock stuff is is funny. Amazing. Yeah. Um, I didn't see Raw. Don't care. Um, I was consumed this week by guilt and hockey. <laughs> um. And bullshit at work. I watched a ton of hockey this week, and I watched uh, some documentaries. So I haven't really watched any wrestling, but I did watch War Games. War Games, baby. 
that was fun. We were wrong. The 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 heel team did win. Yeah. And it sets up a lot of things. It sets up Steiner's kid is Big on, time. is on his way. Yeah. Oh yeah. This you know? dude and I I was upset not upset, but you know, a little he came out last, which obviously he's a star, he's the quote unquote the captain. Even though they were they were touting Carmelo Hayes as the captain. But you Who know, had a good match against Dexter Loomis this week. Yeah. Yeah. And um but overall the match was good. I just you know, Braun Breaker came out and they did the the match did go on for a little bit. Um I I, I really enjoyed it. Uh Breaker is, is gonna be a huge star. Yeah. Huge star. Yeah. He sounds just like his fucking dad and his uncle too. He sounds just like to me. He sounds just like Scott. Yeah. I, I I I hear he I hear Scott Steiner. He does. Big time. Um. So and then Johnny Gargano cuts the promo this week about leaving, saying goodbye, or then he gets into taking a break because he's gonna be a dad in February. Yeah. And then he gets attacked by uh, what's his face? Well, Weiler, Weller, whatever the hell his uh, name is. Yeah. Um, so obviously he's not going anywhere. He's taking a quick, he's taking a break and then he's going to come back. And well, it's funny. I, I seen today on pro wrestling tees that Johnny Gargano's store is up there. So he's probably officially, he's probably not under contract. Yes. And they probably told him, go home, hang out for two months. Yeah. Take a breather, have your kid and then come back strong because, uh, you know, at least he knows with Shawn Michaels and Triple H, he has a job. Yeah. You know, but listen, I mean, we, we said it. We said it last week in the sense of Gargano owes it to himself to see what's out there. You know, like you said, he's going through a life changing thing with, uh, you know, having having the, the, the child baby boy. Yeah. You know, so. To work at your own schedule, which NXT isn't doing house shows right now, which. Who knows how that how that may change in the future, um, but for right now they're not doing house shows. You could you could see Gargano. There's there is a lot of money to me to be made on the indies. Uh, so to work at your own schedule would is obviously an ideal thing, especially for a parent. So I'm I'm curious to see. There is no way he's done wrestling. Um, and I and I will have to agree that I don't think he's done. I don't think he's done with WWE yet either. Uh, when he does come back, it'll be for the you know for the NXT. Because um, he's you know he's he's definitely said on a number of occasions that you know he said it in the promo that he you know never went to Raw or SmackDown never had the desire. Um, it is weird to see. You know. Him leave it's it's weird to see that Gargano's gonna go, and you know NXT is gonna be without him. He's he's been an he's been a mainstay for the last five, five years. years, yeah, and arguably a uh, 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 a pillar to use a Japan <laughs> aspect, but Ugh. he's been a pillar of that company and a reason why they may have done as well as they've done. It would would be Gargano, Ciampa, you know, Adam Cole's gone. Obviously, we'll talk about O'Reilly in a few. O'Reilly had the cage match with um with Wolf, right? Mm-hmm. And Von, v- Wagner. Von, Von Wagner. I call him Wolf. I kept calling him Wolf Wagner this morning. Yeah. Um, and 
got pummeled. So that was he, the only way for that to go. Yeah, so he's got to be either on his way out or taking a break as well. See, like you said, and I'll, I'll they, they they write their own tickets now at this point, and they have so much work. You know, um, he can go go back with Bobby Fish, and, which I think he's gonna go and do Red Dragon again. I think maybe, I think maybe a Ring of Honor run, maybe AEW. I think O'Reilly is gone. I don't think there was much for him to do in NXT. I don't, you know, I personally am a huge fan of O'Reilly. Um, but now with Vince and Bruce Pritchard, which, you know, there's there's conflicting reports about who's in charge. And Shawn Michaels is, is said to take on more of a, of a role being that Triple H has been, been out, you know, been out since September, October. Um, but nonetheless, you still got the powers that be, you know, still calling the shots. I don't, I don't like Kyle O'Reilly's chances. So I think he knows he sees the writing on the wall. Go out, make money while you can. You yeah, know? he's he can write his own ticket though. And and like you said, and be, but it, it's it's not just the money as much as it's the the creative freedom. I think fulfillment. I think, like we were saying before. You know, the fulfillment aspect of it is 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 a big thing, and these guys can go out and write their own tickets. I think I think that is something that a lot of people don't say. I mean, AEW I'm sure will throw a pretty penny, let's just say at Johnny Gargano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think it's just that. You know, look at Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan chose AEW. We're gonna get to Daniel Bryan in a few minutes. Yeah. So I have a theory about Daniel Bryan, and I want to ask you. Um, I'm sorry. You finish your point. I'm so sorry. I didn't no, that's right. But uh, you know, to me, I, I and I didn't see the footage of uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Gargano afterwards. I'm a sucker for the emotional. Uh, yeah, you like you like and wrong and, and I love when wrestling uh, has real moments Delicious. in it. Yeah, without a doubt. She's all the way alive. I love uh, Bueller. Rest Bueller, in peace. Bueller McGillicuddy too. Yeah. I love when. Wrestling has real moments. I, I, that is to me, I'm a sucker for that, and that, that stuff I've seen, and even like I said, they mixed in with Johnny Gargano getting. He had to. If anybody is follows Gargano, he knows the business inside and out. He is not going out, you know, on top. He's going out putting somebody over. That was the idea of it. I don't think Gargano's coming back anytime soon. I think he's gonna doesn't have to. I think he's gonna have. I think they're gonna have the baby. He's gonna stay home for a little bit, but he's gonna show up. I I think at a PWG, well, at a GCW Evolve, ev- Evolve. Even though Evolve's kind of got a hands-on approach, that would make sense though if he comes back at like that. But I think and what what was the one out of his hometown? A A A W. Yeah, out of out of Ohio. Ohio. You know. There's money to be made. Look at GCW. I'm not, you know. But Kevin Nash is showing up there soon. Yeah. So they're pulling in big names. So we'll, we'll see what happens with those guys. Kudos to them. Uh, their blood, sweat, and tears left in NXT will not be forgotten. But No, no. They'll move on. Yeah. Um, all right, before we get into AEW, I want to ask you I want to ask something about, um, about speaking of Danielson and all that. Mm-hmm. I was listening to Ric Flair's podcast again, third yeah. episode with Mark Madden. Um, and Madden kind of, not poo-pooed, but kind of like took a shot at AEW saying like, you know, there's certain people there that uh, 
you know, can that are not being used properly. Um, he thinks the roster is oversaturated because they, everybody get, keeps going over there. We've been saying that for a year. Right. <laughs> I, I know. And then he, then he said that someone compared Cole and um, Danielson showing up at the pay-per-view, like comparing it to Hall and Nash showing up at WCW um, with the same impact. I had a, I had a th- my 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 jerk reaction was this guy's a dildo, right? Yeah. But then I I I you know I'm on a bus obviously with nothing to do but but wait for my life because that's what I do. I travel all fucking week in a stupid bus. But like I had a couple of minutes to say, hey man, maybe. I mean, I sat in a movie theater and watched it, and the fucking place went bananas. Yeah. The crowd went bananas. Hall and Nash didn't pop a crowd like that. Well, Scott Hall did uh, when he showed up, but it's like it's a, it's it's a weird it's not a weird comparison, but it's it's something that's definitely debatable. Yeah. Um. But I I don't know if it had the same effect. It. I mean, it's a game changer, and it was a game changer twenty years ago when it happened with the with. The, with the WCW, with those, with the outsiders, but do you think it had the same impact on a company, or do you think AEW would have been better? You know, with with with, with Punk and without Punk, without Cole, without Danielson. Um, let's look at it this way: you with the without the benefit of hindsight, so you got to go back to nineteen ninety six. For the Hall and Nash comparison. Okay. Scott Hall comes out regardless of what Bischoff says. He may not have said that it's it was supposed to be an invasion, but everybody took it as what is what is Razor Ramon doing on WCW? Using the accent too. Using the accent. And then the following week, the following week or two. Yeah, I think it was the following week. Kevin Nash came out, or two. It might have been two weeks. Whatever the case was, uh, he was the big surprise. He was the big reveal. He was number two. Um, at that point, that is without a doubt fueling WWF invading. Um, so the impact that it had, once again, now you got to remember, we got to make an apples to apples argument. The impact was pretty much evident right away with WCW's numbers. Now I'm going to use ratings as the as as the measuring stick. AEW's ratings did go up. WCW's ratings did go up. The difference is WCW's ratings stayed up. Now they had a major payoff with Hogan. Hogan was the absolute no-brainer choice to be the third man. Um, to to ultimately to compare Adam Cole, let's just even not use the CM talent, Punk. the impact, the impact. Right. It's it is it isn't it is not an apples to apples argument. Okay. Because once again, I think as much as people want it to be. AEW is not 
should not, I should say, should not be considered competition. It's not. Yeah, it should not be. But back then, they there was competition. WCW was competition. Of course. Because of course. WWF was in a bad place at that point. They are... They're not in a bad place now. That that competition started in June of '94 when Hogan signed. Absolutely, and so to to kind of fast forward to the point, the the impact. It's we're using too much um, hindsight, using knowing what the impact of Hall and Nash was, uh, using that now. I don't see the same impact with an Adam Cole, with a Brian Danielson. Even because Brian Danielson and CM Punk moved the needle. Adam Cole is for guys like us. Adam Cole isn't somebody you could put up somewhere else and go, I don't know who that is. Uh, CM Punk, arguably, people know. Brian Danielson, arguably, people know. Uh, so those guys, to me, I don't think it's the same impact because inside the wrestling bubble, yes, it's moving the needle. Um, but it hasn't moved the needle to move the needle outside the bubble, which Hall and Nash ultimately did do. Okay. If that makes sense. It does. I just wanted to ask you. I wanted you to. I, yeah. wa- I wanted. You, I was. I, I was trying to, to get to that point. No, I wanted your perspective because yeah. I feel. I feel it's important. I think. I think with 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 us, yes, um, it is a game changer. But I. I don't think. Um, obviously, AEW's numbers were down last week, and I. I, I don't care what anybody says. You need to have something that is the measuring stick. AEW's numbers went down. So obviously what what does it? What 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 is drawing the, the viewer to come and then leave? Uh it's it's something. I've been saying with with AEW signing all these all these guys and girls, you are losing you are basically burying talent somewhere. You I, said you you said that several times actually. I feel bad for the Joey Janellas, the Sunny Kisses. Yeah, who these were your first the Griff Garrison, yeah, the Brian Pillman. These were your first signees, and now they are getting overshadowed. And it's not to anybody's fault, right? Because somebody has to fall there. It's and it's not a lack of talent; it's a lack of timing. Whereas, you know, CM Punk is coming in, and he's not being, uh, he's he's getting, you know, time, but he's not getting. You know he's not gonna he's not vying for fighting for the belt yet. Well, it's funny you say that because did you hear his promo? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Well, I didn't hear the promo. No, no, no. You want to hear some of it? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put okay, it. this is from Long Island. Yeah. About forty-eight hours ago. Um. He's from Chicago, punk. Yeah. You know what? He's used to hearing booze throughout his career. It's nothing. <laughs> he came out to MJF's music. I love it. <laughs> it. It's nothing new, man. I mean, listen. He's been on both sides of the aisle. We know that, but. That's all you got, man. Chicago is so much louder. <laughs> <laughs> he knows how to heal it up. No punches, I love it. Seriously, that's all you got? 
Somebody called Barry Trotz. I figured out why the Islanders have yet to win a game in this building. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so that's not right. That's oh, a low blow right. I'm an Islander fan. That's a low blow. That's from a Chicago Blackhawks fan right there. Low, low blow. Should I continue? No. Well, y'all certainly don't disappoint, unlike your guy, MJF. And that's why I'm out here. He is your guy, right? This is your guy? See, I have a theory about this. I'll, I'll get back. I, I, don't, I don't like the fact that the crowd is putting himself over the oh, storyline. yeah. I do not like that. And, they've, and they always try to hijack the show. Like, now they're trying to change it. MJF is a super heel. He has no idea. He has even in Long Island should not be, should not be cheered at all. He is a fucking heel. He's a heel's heel, and the the crowd is going into business for themselves, and and now trying to manipulate. I don't fucking like that at all. It's getting hot in here. Excuse me. He takes off his shirt with the pillars. Oh, pillar shirt, but one pillar notably replaced. I just wanted to make sure. That your guy, the one you're gonna take up for, thinks that I can't put over a woman based on her accomplishments being a champion, but no, it's gotta be about the TNA, right? It means I wanna get in her pants. This incel, this is your guy? Who, by the way, Adam Cole said publicly, you mentioned my girlfriend's name again, I'm gonna slap the fucking taste out of your mouth. Uh, MJF or the same? No, uh, MJF. Yeah, of course. The guy that said to my face in my hometown, Chicago, Illinois, that he is better than Roddy Piper in Portland when he's not even as good as Roddy Piper in Hell Comes to Frogtown. <laughs> this is your guy in my hometown. I stepped to him in his face, and I said, let's do it right here, right now. He took his sport coat off. He took his watch off. He bowed up, and then he ran out of the ring. That was two weeks ago. One week ago. Oh, wait, oh, wait. I can't understand what you're saying, just how, like, the Islanders can't understand how to put a puck in the net. Oh, wait a minute. I love Come it. Come on. This guy knows what I'm talking about. He must be from someplace else. Pulling uh, no punches, buddy. Just piled heat the on Islanders that guy. beat Ottawa last night. That's like me beating QT Marshall two weeks ago. Ooh. QT's my friend, too. Is this what you want? This what you want, MJF? That's your guy? see how you guys would react to all this. I'm a little bit taken back that that's your guy, but I understand. See, when I was a kid, 
I hated Dennis Rodman, just like the entire city of Chicago did, because he played for the Detroit Pistons. Yep. And then in 1995, Came all of the a sudden, Bulls. Rodman played for the Bulls. Rodman was my guy. That's my worm, I understand. MJF is your worm. So I'm not mad at you. I just feel a little bit sorry for you. I'm letting everybody here know right now I have my eyes set next week on the AEW Championship match. The champion, Hangman Adam Page, goes against the Dragon. Brian Danielson. And I want next, and I gotta believe that your guy, your hero, MJF, he wants next too. But that's the thing, there's this thing between me and him right now. And I think we gotta settle that before one of us probably me, let's be honest, goes on to fight for the AEW title. I've tried twice to get him in the ring right now, but he runs. And you guys <laughs> want to cheer that, that's on you. You can look yourself in the mirror and sleep at night. That's fine. I know what this looks like to an outsider. It's two guys arguing, and they can't tell who the idiot is. Everybody in Chicago knows the idiot is MJF. I propose me and him settle it, just like I said the week before, just like I said two weeks ago. I don't want to deal with Sean Spears. I don't want to have to look at Wardlow. I don't want to have to deal with FTR. It's between me and MJF, who, by the way, stooped as low as to bring my dog Larry into this. What? And Larry has more balls than MJF, and he's neutered. <laughs> huh. I love it. That's a good one. So you have wasted enough of my time. But let's be honest, I am having fun. If that is your hero, if that is who you want to back, I understand seeing as the Islanders haven't won anything since about 1984. <laughs> 38 years, by the way. 38 years next season. Who's counting? The Ranger fan is. Thank you. So I'll lay out the challenge. I want MJF, and I want him one-on-one, -on -one, and I don't want him to run anymore. I don't want him to run like you do in Long Island. I want him to stand and fight like they do in Chicago. You're getting out of hand here, punk, in my opinion. I gotta be honest. Well, I never liked him. I still don't like him. <laughs> and I don't really have an out for this, but neither does he because the gauntlet has been thrown down. MJF versus CM Punk. I'll do it right here tonight. I don't think he'll agree to it. I don't think there's a man in this building that would agree to it. To me, if that's your guy and that's who you back, you're all chicken shit. <laughs> what the hell is going on here? What is that's amazing. Um, I yeah. just I just can't stand the crowd. The crowd. I, I, I I'm sorry. I, I totally agree, partner. I totally agree. I'm I feel sorry. I feel like I feel like it's um, you know. Punk is is money on a mic. Obviously, he always he's, he he always has been. Uh, he took advantage of 
being in Long Island. The problem is, though, he should be the face. MJF is the heel. Yes, and right. that's and that's like and that's, the, that's the idea of it. Is like the crowd is trying to manipulate it, and like and people have talked about this, and like I forget, I forget who who was it. Shane Douglas like tried doing it one time, and like the crowd tried going against him. He's like, "Listen here, Marks, I work you. You don't work me." And that's and that's like the idea of it is like guys, like you're not supposed to, you know what I, I like. I get it, you know, Long Island, MJF, but then, like, AEW should have had MJF come out and do a super heel, and they did it later on with the with the Battle Royal. Like, he was supposed to come out and save, oh, I forget who it was. Well, the Battle Royal for the ring, yeah. Yeah, and, but with him see, and Ricky Starks. But you had to see the video they did for MJF. He pulls up in a fucking sports car, and yeah. they, they, they make all the Long Island references. and Yeah, well, they, they, they that's, and then shame on AEW for, for, for booking them that way. Have him come out. And fucking DDT his mom. Do you remember the Shane? You remember the Shane Douglas uh, Taz feud? Yeah. Well, it was May of '98. It was a card called "It Ain't Seinfeld." Yeah. Which apparently was the last episode of Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. I don't watch the show. I don't know. It's a good show. But Tank and I were at the um, what do you call it? We were at the Elks Lodge, which is down a block from tonight's throwback, the, the Lost Battalion Hall, and. Uh, Taz comes out, and he was the heel, mm-hmm. but became the face and was like, yo, you want to do this? Let's do this now. Brooklyn versus Pittsburgh. Yeah. And the fucking place erupted. But it's not But it's not like it's not like a double turn. It's not, because Taz was always the heel when he was with Bill Alfonso yeah. and the whole thing with Sabu. Like, even, like, Sabu was the face and Sabu was always the heel. Yeah. You know, but that's how intimidating Taz was. Shane Douglas flip-flopped in storylines. Yeah. You know? When he wasn't with the triple threat and he was a champion or whatever, whatever. But clear, when, when, the, when, the, when you can get the crowd and the crowd was destroying Douglas. They were throwing stuff at him. This is obviously this is New York, right? We're, and we're very fucking we're a very vocal wrestling crowd as you can hear. And that and that and that promo. Uh but there was a clear-cut heel and a clear-cut face when the face was always the heel. Mm-hmm. This is different because the you know, you punk you want you know, punk should be the face. Yeah. And now he's the bad guy, and it's like, because he could talk slick. All yeah. right, so we'll stick with AEW real quick. Um, uh, it was reported that Fozzie's tour was put on hold for a second. Jericho was hospitalized in Europe. Jay read the report in pre-production. Yeah. He's fine now. It was non-COVID-related. Yeah, I'm- he said it was not covid related It was just something that needed to be monitored, So, but he had to cancel a show or two. Yeah. And, uh, and it's funny because it, it leads you to believe, like, you know, does he, is he, is he, he's 50 years old, like, and he has no intention of stopping, which kudos to Jericho. I I mean, that dude is a super beast. And he, he's going to be the Julio Franco of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> of, uh, of wrestling. Of Ricky Henderson, who played into his 50s. Yep. So, so thank God. We, we, like I said, we, we need, we need more of him. Let him go out, do his Fozzie thing, uh, uh, you know. I wouldn't mind seeing Fozzie live. I think that's something, something to, to look for, and maybe impossibly in 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 2022. So, 
But uh, hopefully everything's all right. He gets back up there and starts fucking blowing the roofs off buildings, whether it be on stage with Fozzie or on stage for AEW. Okay. Um, so a couple things before we go to break. I didn't watch any New Japan, so I can't report on it. Yeah. Um, I didn't watch the NWA thing, but Matt Cardona made yes. his NWA debut. He jumped, jumped Trevor Murdoch. Love it. Um, and now it's funny because Latimer now is in a feud with Aldis, and they were, ta- and they were partners. Now Aldis is the face. Yeah. Very weird. But they're doing some stuff. They're making some big strides over there. The well, pol- like I said, even like Cardona was on Impact. You know, right? Yeah, and, he's on impact as well with his and, girlfriend. Yeah, and like this dude is he—he he comes out of like he's in—he's in cruise control in WWE, and at the end of 2021, he sets fire to the wrestling business. GCW champion, you know. Now come coming into NWA, like I love I love this. Like I cannot wait for next year to see where he goes. I think he's I think he's going to be the start of that guy. Who goes from territory to territory, you know? So I, I, I can't wait to see it. All right. So before we go to break, I have one more item. And Danielson is going to be part of this. So I want to run some stuff by you. Ring of Honor is having their show tomorrow night. Their final battle pay-per-view. Um, actually, Rob and Elaine are taking me to Philadelphia tomorrow for the day. Oh, nice. So tomorrow night we'll probably catch the pay-per-view mm-hmm. somehow. Nick German will actually be in attendance. Um... But there's some breaking, um, you know, a couple things broke re- uh, yesterday and this morning. So Bandito is set to defend the world title against Jonathan Gresham. Yeah. Which we all knew Gresham was probably going to win a title. But now Bandito has the has the Rona. Yeah. Right? So Tony Khan jumps on social media and says, we're going to lend ROH a hand. Hmm. Two things make sense to me for that. Okay. One would be Brian Danielson. Absolutely. However, the fallback, though, is he's fighting for the title next week. So do you have him win the Ring of Honor title, or do or does he job the Jonathan Gresham? Similar styles, by the way. He's a younger Brian Danielson, basically, right? And or take that title to AEW with him, or have him lose to Gresham and then lose to fucking Adam Page. Yeah. Right? Another scenario, or you want to answer my question first? I was going to answer that because I believe it was the Salamaster I heard. Shout out to Jason, by the way. Yeah. I I believe it was, I heard it on his show, and it said perfectly, ROH is going away for a few months. They're, they're, you know, reconsidering and trying to set up a better plan, whatever the case may be. Lay dormant and then come back. Uh what better way to do that? And they, I believe the question was brought to him as, do you have, like, let's just say Jonathan Gresham wins over Bandito. Do you have Jonathan Gresham come out on AEW and kind of keep the belt alive? Not defend it, but have it come out there and everything. What better way to do it than, than with Brian Danielson holding that belt? Because I don't think he should he should win against... Uh, Adam Page just yet I, uh, My opinion um, I do love seeing him As an ROH champion And just coming out as And like I said Maybe not defending the belt All that often But having out and giving ROH That minor rub Saying they're coming back soon Come April, May, June Whatever the case may be 
Um, I love that. I love that idea. And it's it's got to be somebody either that or a, I, I was thinking Jay Lethal. I was thinking Christopher Daniels. Ooh. He was the first, one of the first champions and on the first card. Really? Yes. That, so then it does make sense. But isn't Daniels doing something with New well, Japan? No, he's he was in the TV tapings. He's, he's from California. Yeah. So he was in. He's probably on New Japan Strong. Yeah. That don't mean anything though. He's also still working for AEW. Yeah, of course. I think he's like a road agent or something like that. All right, let's run down the card real quick. Um, Roxy will defend the women's title against Willow Nightingale. I like Willow. Mm-hmm. She's thick. Okay. Dalton Castle is going to defend his newly won TV championship against Rhett Titus, Silas Young, and Joe Hendry in a four-way match. Dragon Lee's going to face Ray Horace. Chelsea Green and the Hex will be facing Angelina Love, Mandy Leon. Mm. Yep. Oh, my God. And Miranda Alizé in a six-woman match. Shane Taylor versus Kenny King will be a no DQ without honor. Okay. We already said about the world championship. The OGK, Matt Taven and, and Mike Bennett defended the ROH Tag Team Championship against them boys. Josh Woods defends the pure title against Brian Johnson. Brody King, Homicide, and Tony Deppin, that's uh, Violence Unlimited, taking on Hot Sauce, Tracy Williams, Tyler Rust, and Eli Isom. I mentioned Dalton Castle. I mentioned Shane. Oh, Shane Taylor Promotions, which is Moses Kahn and O'Shea Edwards, will face The Righteous, which is Vincent Bateman and Dutch uh, for the, for the six-man uh, tag team championship. Um, and there'll be a wild card 10-man match for, a, I guess, I, I don't know, what the, for a pre-show. So that's interesting. Um, and I think that's it. Before we go to, Anything else before we go to break? No, I think that's it, brother. All right, take a quick break. Let's plug our friends, and we'll do a throwback for you and uh, keep this party moving. We are the Turnbuckle Throwbacks. It's Phil. It's Jay. It's almost Christmas time, and we are about to get Extreme. <laughs> Lord Alfred Hayes, take us to the break. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Are you tired of being uninformed? Together, we can change all of that. Experience a podcast like you've never heard before. You'll gain knowledge, have some laughs, because we believe this is the last AEW podcast you'll ever need. Join us every Wednesday night at 10 Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at MarkOrderPod and on Facebook.com slash MarkOrderPod. Don't forget to tag us on social media and use hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us, we will find you. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. When it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. 
Are you tired of being told what to think and believe by Hollywood elites and politicians who just don't care about you? Tired of not getting the truth when you watch the news? Tired of trying to figure out what pronoun to use? Tired of mob mentality when all you want to do is think for yourself and make up your own mind? That's where we come in. This is Justin. And Vince. Your host of Inconclusive Breakdown. We are a weekly anti-PC podcast bringing you entertainment and current event news without any spin. If you want to truly stay informed on what's going on in the world, then give us a listen every Sunday, anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitter Jack deplatform us. And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? Want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? Since 2013, The Midnight Jury is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us. WLWstudios.com, home of the Midnight Jury podcast host. Hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody. Also available on all major podcast platforms via the Shining Wizards Network. And join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury. Somebody says something about Tommy Wildfire Rich. And hey, you're listening to the Turnbuckle Throwbacks with Phil, Paul, and Jay and the pain in my ass choppy. Isn't me a dude, like, when you hear this music, you just go, you know you're in for something good. Oh, it's ECW. I mean, it's always good. But it, it's funny. I'm going to have an unpopular, I think, take on the, on today's throwback. From what I've seen. Oh, you disappoint me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, let's, get, let's get right into it. Um, if my computer worked. There we go. And now... Here is your throwback of the week, sponsored by the Shining Wizards Network and Rant EM Radio. As uh, Augie makes an appearance finally. Yeah, Augie doing a run-in. He's like, oh, it's Uncle Jay's here. I was napping. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, you disturbed my slumber. You disturbed my slumber by flushing the toilet. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're kicking it back to December the 29th of 1995 in my hometown of Queens, New York City, Regal Park, the neighborhood to be exact, right off of, right on Queens Boulevard, actually. And it's R-E-G-O, correct? Rego? Rego, right. Yeah. Regal Park is very, um, it, I call it the old money neighborhood. Very, if you, you know, um, 
it was blue collar and then it became real Jewish, mm-hmm. um, very Jewish area, very Russian Jewish now, very European Jewish. Um, Holiday Hell is the name of the card. ECW invades ECW New York City. City. This is ECW's very first um, appearance. They had a big, uh, they poorly booked a, I forgot which club it was. It might have been Studio 54. Uh, Studio 54. And it was With like. Bam Bam Bigelow's, in, uh, Bam Bam Bigelow's introduction? No, Bam Bam didn't make his debut in 95. Oh, um, I th- I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about back in the 80s with Paulie. No, no. Paulie, well, no. Paulie did work for Studio 54, but he booked, uh, I think it was, a, maybe, no, Scores. Uh, okay. Remember Scores? Right. Oh, yeah. Okay, Scores was a big strip club here back in the 90s and early 2000s, I believe. Paulie booked Scores for all the wrestlers to have, like, a, there was an appearance there. I didn't go to the appearance. Yeah. But I definitely went, I was at this card with a bunch of my friends, and it was the, one of the greatest nights of my life. We had just gotten a really bad um, snowstorm, so it was. I can remember it being ridiculously cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, 21-year-old Phil was young, dumb, and full of cum, I can tell you that. <laughs> I was so fucking hyped for this because, again, I was going to Philly every couple of months to go down to ECW, um, but now it's it's in my hometown. So all the people I was driving down with are now with me, and we're like, we're local. It was a 10-minute car ride, you know? Um, uh, Augie, leave Uncle Jay alone. Ah, that's all right, that's all right. He loves Uncle Jay. Um, so uh, just a couple of news and notes before we start the card. Mikey Whipwreck had lost his ECW title in a triple threat match against Steve Austin and the Sandman. That, that was the, 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 the famous promo. Whipwreck, you amaze me, son. Yeah. Because you're a go-getter. <laughs> Austin made a Mikey, but the Sandman punched Steve with his own brass knuckles and then pinned Austin for the win, but Steve's foot was on the ropes. The ref didn't see it. Sandman regained the championship. Mikey transitioned into a few with two gold, Scorpio. I keep calling that. While well, Austin moved on to the WWF, obviously. As far as the Sandman, he defended the title on tonight's card against Raven and Tommy Dreamer. Holiday Hell was the first time ECW ventured outside of Philly for a big card. Period. It's New York City. Um, so the, the the all he poorly spared no expense with this at this point. The Lost Battalion Hall is a basically almost like a VFW. Mm-hmm. Uh, the YMCA was next door, uses it for stuff like that. Um, it was supposed to be a death match, but Cactus Jack trolled on the fans and loved it. He was still doing his Uncle Eric thing and whatever, whatever. Augie, will you leave Uncle Jay alone, please? Ah, that's okay. So, of course, the show opens up with Joey Styles. Oh, my God, we're in New York. Joey yeah. Styles being from New York. Paul Lee from New York. Tommy Dreamer from, from New York. A lot of Taz New York. Taz from New York. Taz is from fucking. Bubba. Bubba Ray is from Long Island. So, Taz is from, from uh, born in Brooklyn, raised in Queens, just like me. Uh, a lot of fucking New Yorkers in, in this, in this, on, this, on this roster. Who comes out? Dancing Stevie Richards and yeah. his lackey, the Blue Meanie. Richards wearing a... Um, David Lee Roth skyscraper shirt. By Loved the way, it. I love that album. Noticed it right away. Did let me ask you on a side note: Did Steve Vai play on both of those solo albums? No. Eat him and smile and sky. He didn't. He played on skyscraper. Just skyscraper. He, eat him and wait a minute. Yeah, he played on just so on skyscraper because so Jason Becker played on so eat him the, and smile. So on eat him and smile is he did the David? What? Why are you what? That was that was no. That? That's uh. Who was on that's, that? That's Jason Becker. That's Jason Becker. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, with Yankee Rose. Yeah. Yeah. That so, was from Meet Him and Smile. Yep. That's uh, that's Jason Becker. 
But Steve Vai did that, and he was the he was the impetus of uh, the reason of going basically. I don't want to say going solo, but that was uh, uh, some of the reason at least. Well, I feel like Stevie Richards is the embodiment of a of an adolescent Jay cop. Yes. Uh, the hair, the fucking Motley Crue tattoo, all the all the glam shirts he wore. And the sum and the shorts. And the yeah. summer, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this goes on back and forth. Um, and then Stevie Richards sees Missy Hyatt in the crowd. Yeah. Missy calls uh, Stevie Richards the coolest putz. Stevie asks if she got all her letters. And then uh, he invites her to his limo. She laughs in his face, but Stevie says he can go on on her da- go on home with a date with Raven. Missy makes out with Stevie and tells him to give that to Raven. Mm-hmm. So Joey goes, "Hey, I know Raven too." <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jay, your opening match is my favorite ECW performer of all time. One of my favorite wrestlers, as he as he prominently hangs on my wall mm-hmm. on the left hand side of the big copper, um, Koji Nakagama from FMW. As Paulie begins the talent exchange there, a year before that invasion happens in Japan. Yeah. Uh, Nakagawa wrestled at FMW. They were a hardcore promotion, just like ECW, obviously, and they're known for their death matches. Koji actually competed in the junior heavyweight division, and he adopted the um, the Hitman gimmick after Bret Hart, actually. Mm-hmm. But tonight, he faces the human suplex machine, Peter Sinertia, but you know him better as Taz. Um, the Empire State's judo champion and manager of Bill Alfonso. Two minutes and 34 seconds. Yep. This is basically a glorified squash match, right? Basically. I mean... It's a glory, but it's a shame. But, 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 you gotta understand, Taz is the hometown guy, so yeah, and this was the start of getting Taz over in the sense of, you know... Taz was a fucking machine. Oh my god! In ECW, and this so was good. the start of it. This was just out of the Tasmaniac. He's going into the. He secret. comes back. He comes back after the broken neck. So yeah, yeah. To me, um, I liked it. I liked the match. Obviously, it should go longer, but it's there was a lot of action jam packed in this. It's it was the start of. I can see the criticism towards ECW in this show. How like the 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 old school guys were like, well, you know, ECW was cool, and then the bell rung. There was a lot of that in this. It, this was, in my opinion, at least, wasn't one of their best cards. I, I love the main event as it's on right now. Um, I've actually seen this match a handful of times. I, I didn't realize that it was from this show. That's your boy. That's why. But. To me, there was a lot of holes. If once again you want to encapsulate everything, this is the embodiment of ECW. You gotta understand something too. You're only a year and a half into the promotion. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But after the transition, they only started in like winter of '94. So uh, right the summer before '94, like that. That's when Todd Gordon handed the keys over to. Paulie yep. after Eddie Gilbert left the promotion was not promoting anymore. So you gotta understand something. Um and this is their first card outside of the arena. Outside of anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know? Augie, leave Uncle Jay alone. <laughs> Jesus. Um so yeah. Alfonso slaps Koji, Taz shoves him. Nakagawa 
slaps Taz. That was a mistake. Taz suplexes him on, gives him a couple suplexes on his head. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, like just once again, just using hindsight. Like, why not? Why not have the match be a little bit longer, in the sense of, you know, showcase Taz. We we know who Taz is. He was a Tasmaniac here, but showcase him a little bit more. But also in the same sense, you want to push him as this machine. So I I can see both sides of the booking. But me personally. Have the match go a little bit So, longer. Koji probably tries to knock Taz off his feet. Doesn't happen. Taz gives him a, a dangerous half Nelson. Mm-hmm. Like, almost like a, almost like a botchamania, which is rare for Taz. And then puts Koji in the Taz Mitchin. The ju- or, you know it as the uh, judo choke or the kata hajime. Yeah, I can never ever say that. Kata hajime. Kata hajime. You got yep. it. You got it. Um, took me a couple, couple of tries when, when I first started hearing that. Um, so, after the match... You know, Taz still holds on to it. Then Alfonso grabs the mic, threatens to stay in, in the ring all night long. Yeah. No one in New York can beat Taz. Taz takes the mic, insults the fans, tells him he makes more money in one night than they do in a month. <laughs> then he tells him to fuck off. So, all right. Your next match uh, was a, well, the, the, the Shaw, rest in peace, the Shaw of ECW Hack Myers mm-hmm. against JT Smith, who I was in Philly my first card in Philly, J.T. Smith took one of the worst bumps I've ever seen live. Um, J.T. Smith was, I believe he was fighting Hack Myers. Yes. And he went to do a dive over the top rope, and his foot got caught in the top rope, and he actually fell instantly to the floor, the concrete, because in Philly, the Philadelphia, uh, Pennsylvania Athletic Commission has no yeah. no uh, mats, uh, no mat. They don't have to do mats around the ring like they do in New York and Jersey, right? So JT hits his head on the concrete and literally a giant golf ball yeah. of a knot on his head as he's rushed to the hospital locally in South Philadelphia, comes back as an Italian. <laughs> yep. I love that, by the way. I still love that. It's as like that's where I started watching around this time, maybe early ninety six. Because I was, you know, getting it on the MSG channel, but my 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 true fandom didn't really happen until the following, like ninety seven, ninety eight. Uh-huh. But this was this was some good stuff, and uh, the match was nothing. Like I said, I I because Hack Myers, I never really watched live. Yeah, he's fun. He was fun. Yeah, he was good. I but I remember the match with him and Taz where Hack Myers could get fucking bump around like a machine. He's a big guy too. Yeah. He was like almost like the the Balls Mahoney pre Balls Mahoney. Yeah, he was a and he was a local favorite. He was in the the old ECW, right? mm-hmm. so they called him the Shah. He was like the guy, you know. He was like the old the old GOG at that point. Um, JT t- tells the crowd he wants to be announced from the Italian section of of, uh, of Brooklyn. Yep, which can be, I mean, which could be uh, Bensonhurst, could be Bay Ridge, could be fucking Canarsie, <laughs> could be Williamsburg. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so it was, it was all right. JT, uh, the, the match was, was solid. It was solid. Yeah. Uh, hack hits a top rope face buster for the victory. Um, no substance. It was just a time filler. It went like almost five minutes. It wasn't too bad. Um, but JT Smith is from Philadelphia, from South Philly. So, he, you know, now he's from, he's an Italian from Brooklyn. So, yep. so. well, the ECW, especially at this point. They they toured the galaxy on on what to do and like they had 
they had blood and guts and which we'll see a little bit later on and and hardcore matches and like I said they had straight up wrestling matches too like they really did do a good job of of that no that was the Th- whole this was this was a good match I, I enjoyed this match a lot the next match I was talking about hack and uh oh hack and JT Smith okay because the next match I really enjoyed um the next match was for the TV slash tag yes. team title uh, Mikey two gold, went, two gold Scorpio, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Two gold Scorpio was the television champion, and he was half of the world tag team champions with the Sandman at the time, calling himself Two Gold Scorpio instead of Two Cold Scorpio. Mm-hmm. Why they never had a fucking T-shirt is beyond me. Yeah, would have been a dope shirt. Fighting Mikey Whipwreck, who was the first ever Triple Crown winner of ECW, winning winning all the major championships. Um. Now, if Mikey wins, he can choose his own partner if he wins the tag team championships, right? Yep. So, you know, they the match was pretty good, man. The match was pretty good. Um, Scorpio is a world class athlete at this point. Wrestled in WCW. Uh, wrestled. He was in the NWA tournament. Yep. In in ninety four. Ninety four. That was he in the finals against Shane Douglas. Who won the title and then threw it in the garbage? <laughs> um, Love it. And but Mikey Whipwreck is one of those guys who was under the radar, and all of a sudden, when they realized, all right, I'm setting a ring up. Can I? Can, and I can take bumps. Can I? Can I wrestle? And they were like, wow, he can. He can actually wrestle. To the point where Mikey Whipwreck is now the owner of a, of a prominent wrestling school for the last dozen years or whatever it is. Yeah. So you knew his talent back then. Mikey was the underdog, short guy, not very heavy. What a big over 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 big t shirt, extra large t shirt. But, but what was good about Mikey then was I, I and I love the the evolution of his character. I love the, the demonic one when he came was, out the back. I'm a loser. But here, he was such a good character. Like this whole scared. Like I don't think I could do this. Like that that the whole dismay. Oh like, God! Of of Mikey was always so. I always enjoyed and that. He was always in trouble. Like, yes, Public Enemy got him in trouble. He had a team with them. He's like, I can't do that, guys. They had yep. him. In, they had him in, in in the back alley mugging people. I can't do this. Yeah, yeah. They had a do rag on whole, him. The whole dismay of Mikey was always the 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 perfect the perfect part. Gets himself in trouble with Steve Austin, you know. And then also like like I said, the the other guy would slip on a banana peel, and Mikey would always get the win. Like you said, the true underdog. But both guys can work. Yep. It was a good. Sorry, excuse me. It was a good match. Um, so at one point, uh, Mikey crotches Scorpio and gives him a super Frankensteiner. The ref, <laughs> the ref is caught up in in the melee. Scorpio hits him with a flying splash on accident. Hits the ref. This opens up the door for Cactus Jack, who's been lobbying for being Mikey Whipwreck's partner. Yes. Uh, Cactus Jack comes down, attacks two Colt Scorpio with a double under on uh, DDT and places Mikey on top of him for the win. Yep. So now your new TV champion is Mikey Whipwreck. <laughs> is and his tag team champion with Cactus <laughs> Jack. And and like I said, I mean, Foley really, really, he, you know, towards his, the WCW the of, of his, you know, 94, he was really starting to come into his own with, with, with promos. ECW, he oh. just he just found a whole new level. Cactus lifts him up, hugs him. Mikey's confused as shit, and Mikey's dismay is always like Jay said, always like, always the underdog, always getting himself jammed up. Um, but anyway, I, that was just a fun moment. Yeah, his 
one of Jack's favorite, one of my favorite Jack promos is um. He mentions his not the Kane Dewey one, the other one with the he, he his uncle gets attacked in a shock accident. You know what happens what happens to Uncle So and So. But he he would just he would he was so mesmer and I think I know why part of what the allure of why Jay likes him so much. I think Jack's promos were was so good that they almost they were almost forced to utilize him in that role all the yeah. fucking time. Every time he was in a feud, yeah. whether it was with Mikey, with and with or Sandman, Sandman. Sabu Raven, Tommy Dreamer, the whole thing with Eric Bischoff, like you know Uncle Eric, yeah. with the with the oh my god, when he had left, and they were like, I was at the arena when he was leaving, and they would and he had like the shirt, like you know, yep. um, and it was like the 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 fan they wanted to boo him so bad for him going, yeah, for going to Vince, but it was like they couldn't, they were com- that's how good he was, like even when he when the fans hated him. They loved him, like yeah. you know that's and that's I guess as a performer, I guess you want to have that. Well, that's that and, and, connection to the crowd. But, but that shows you it's the idea of like Ric Flair, like Ric Flair status, where no matter what Flair does, he can oh he's always over. If he's a heel, he's still over. If he was if he was, you know, babyface, he was over. Like you know, this it was he fully had that kind of touch. At this time, especially especially in ECW, and especially come WWF later after the Mankind, you know, experiment, you know, come ninety end of ninety seven ninety eight, he just had he, there was there was Foley couldn't do any wrong, and yeah. he had that he had that here in ECW. Yeah, he could basically bank his his run in pro wrestling on this particular. Running ECW, not to say he wasn't good in Memphis or he wasn't yeah. good in World Class. He was he was wonderful in WCW. He was cr- he was amazing in WCW, taking those crazy bumps and shit. But this this Cactus Jack, this run defined him yeah. for the next twenty years of his career. This 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 start of it, him being there and then then going to Vince and doing the whole mankind thing, which was amazing in itself. Your next match is my favorite match on the card. Uh, my new favorite tag team, the Eliminators, with Jason, the sexiest man alive. Yeah. Every time Joey Styles says it, he scratches himself because he itches. <laughs> Against the Pitbulls, who was with, my my favorite valet of all time, Francine. Well, there was Francine was was the handler of the Pitbulls, yeah. calling herself the Beastmaster. Yes. Um. You know, this was a good match. This, this was went, a good match. This went almost seventeen minutes. But I can see. Where the naysayers of ECW, I can see their argument here. Where psychology-wise, a lot of things just didn't add up. Um, you know, Saturn and Cronus both get juice right away, basically almost. Where you know, just for the sake of getting it, is 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 a weird thing for me. Um, towards the middle of the match, uh, you know, Saturn just doing. High impact moves just f- for for no for just for Pitbull one to no sell. Well, that's the thing. It was a basically it was a brawl that devolved into this no selling back and forth, right? Yeah. Um, the match had a fucking halt, and and it just fucking it didn't finish well. But my my love 
I mean, I love both teams. Uh, and this wasn't, and I was telling Jay, this wasn't their best match against each other. No, oh, yeah. By, they by had just started their run with these guys. Uh, the no selling continues. The Pitbulls get a super bomb. Jason distracts the ref, right? Yeah. Uh, this causes Francine to attack Jason. Yep. That distracts Pitbull number one. Um, and then he eliminated hit total elimination for the win. But I, I tell you. Um, At 16-13. And we said it, you know, because, you know, curtain pulled back. I, I didn't finish watching the throwback this week. Uh, but we were watching the, the Eliminators match. And uh, Saturn, you know. A lot of this stuff, you know, it depends on who you listen to and 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 who 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 talks and goes. Well, I was held down for such and such reason. I I, I don't think Saturn was held down for any other reason than other than timing. I just think it. I think it's just timing. He was so he was just as talented as we. And I'm just using the radicals as an example because they all came in. Um, he was just as talented. Any any one of those four guys, Malenko, Guerrero, Benoit, Saturn, you could interchange as uh, as an order, one through four. They were that good on any given day. I think Saturn's thing was just, it just comes down to, to timing and choices. I think, you know, personal demons, obviously, I'm not going to cast blame on that. Um, well, it killed his partner. It, yeah, it, Cronus, Cronus was his, was a, was, a, was a natural athlete. Yes, and he didn't have to work at it at all. But could you imagine if he would have applied himself in the sense of in in, in and I'm just going to go aesthetically in the sense of the gym and took care of himself. You know, obviously behind the scenes, more so important. Um, shit, we'd still be talking about him to this day. I'm gonna get some shit for this. I, I think I say that once every paper, every 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 podcast. show. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna get some shit for this, but I'm gonna go on record and say that if the if the Eliminators stayed a team, they would have been more successful than the Dudleys. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Not taking nothing away from the, not because I don't like the Dudleys. I agree. I always give them their due because they were good. I just didn't like them. But if the Eliminators stayed the course, they would have been the best. They would have been in those fucking ladder matches with Edge and Christian and 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 um and uh, the Hardy Boys. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They would have been uh, multiple time ECW tag team champions. They would have been WCW tag team champions. They would have made the run. Literally, they yep. wouldn't have been a radicals. Yeah, you know that. All those guys would make the jump, but not as a team. And 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 that's and that's the idea about it. And like you said, maybe you know, maybe it would have been a. Obviously, the matches in between you could have had with Saturn and Cronus because they would have been an ultimate breakup at some point. Perhaps, I, yeah, I just, yeah. You know, I, I'd like to see how that would have gone. But Saturn d- definitely does not get enough credit um, in the in the history of of wrestling because he was he was just so naturally good in that ring, like, and he, he looked like a beast in this match. Um, you know whether it's it was chemically enhanced or not, whatever the case may be, but you know he he was so good and like I said, unfortunately this wasn't one of their best matches they had, but it was good and I don't know if that was because of chemistry between the Pitbulls and I'm not the I'm not the biggest Pitbulls fan, um, 
Gary Wolf, the 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 storyline with him and Shane was just fucking so good. Oh, when he broke his yeah, neck, that yeah, was yeah. So that was for the TV good. title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like I said, to me, this wasn't this wasn't the best. Uh, <laughs> this wasn't the best uh, match. But I I love same same thing. I love the uh, the eliminators. So your next match was supposed to be Tommy Dreamer versus Raven. Richards, Meanie, and Beulah come out. Joey questions Raven's whereabouts. Gertner announces that there's no countouts, no decent. By the yeah. way, Joe Gertner on a stick, looking svelte. Um, mm-hmm. as the ring announcer, our buddy Joe Gertner. Um, Joe Gertner announces there's no countouts, no DQs. The winner will face Sandman for the title later on tonight. But Richards announces Raven won't, won't wrestle tonight. He says Raven broke his leg. Yeah. So he says to Stevie. So Stevie Richards says to Dreamer, Tom, Tom. You're gonna have to face the blue meanie instead. So meanie attacks him. It was basically Quick, like it 30, was a, 15 seconds. A spot. Meanie jumps. Tommy attacks him with a backdrop. Then DDTs and pins meanie for the win. Um, I guess it's a segment. I wouldn't call it a win. Yeah. You all right, brother? Yeah. My nah, my knees been bothering me. Um, and then he fights Stevie Richards. Beats Richards too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I and I and I always was a big fan of that spot where he, you know, he goes in for the hip toss and and turns it into the DDT. Yeah. Um. So yeah. This this plays into the 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 next segment. Well, next match. No I match. It was Raven yeah. and Dreamer. So we all know the, we all know the story. Uh, Raven and Dreamer had a three year feud. Raven re- never lost on purpose. Beat Tommy Dreamer the almost the entire time until Raven until left. the last one. And the, the store, the backstory, real quick, is they were they were in summer camp together as kids. Dreamer was the you know the fat kid, and you know he got bullied and whatever, whatever. And they they had beef since since uh their 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 summer camp days. So yeah. and they, and the you want to talk about riveting promos? Not a big Raven guy, but he was so fucking good. My first ECW episode was Raven sitting in an empty classroom cutting these. Fucking promos was crazy. Yeah. Or you leave Uncle Jay alone. I, I I just like I said to me, I'm a big Raven guy, and a um, lot of people were. I just didn't. I, I mean, I, I didn't. Dis, you know. And like I said, he his his storylines, well, his storyline with with Tommy Dreamer, often overlooked, uh, as far as storytelling. And like I said, Raven is without a doubt ECW's. Greatest creation, Paulie's greatest creation. Yep, and because he was, and it just it 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 fell right into, kind of kind of like that the 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 time, you know, I don't want to say outcast at this point ninety five, ninety six were were uh, a thing of you know, pop culture, but they were out there like you know you had different groups and you just basically emphasizing what that is and for you know first off. You know, Raven's choice of garments is just right up my alley. His shirts were awesome. Yeah, he had a bunch of shirts. Uh, there was a one a couple in particular I liked. He had the 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 Blue Oyster Cult shirts. Yeah, uh, Ministry, which he used in in, in tonight's throwback. Skid Row. Yeah, he used um. Oh, there's a few of them. He he had a Motorhead one. At, I think at one point. He had a quick and even like him and him and him and Steve Richards would swap t shirts probably. Yeah. Um but the match was good. Cheese Graders involved as always. Yeah, Be- and, and it looked like a shoot cheese grater spot because it, I, I was yeah. trying to find it and Yeah. 
Um, you know, I mean, these matches were not. They they were old hat. They 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 would end. They would start the same way and end the same way. Yeah. Um, this being no different. Bueller gets involved. Tommy fucking hits her. Um, Tommy hits up DDT always, and there's always a pile driver. There's always a chair. There's always some kind of di- a, a special weapon, whether it be a cheese grater, a stop sign. I've seen Raven get hit with a Nintendo from Tommy Dreamer. Yeah. I've seen him get hit with a VCR. Um. Meanie gets involved. Stevie King, Stevie Richards gets involved. Um, they go outside and brawl outside in the snow. In the snow, slipping outside in the ice. Right. Um, but Raven always wins with a DDT onto a chair or something to, for the win. Um, so, yeah, Raven gets the win. He be, he's in the title match in the night at 1136. Yes. Um, Raven's not, doesn't, can care less. Stevie Richards is more excited. <laughs> <laughs> but... You know, it is what it is. Um, your next match is uh, Pablo Marquez. You know him better as El Puerto Ricano. Yeah. <laughs> the Puerto Rican. The Puerto Rican. <laughs> Against Bruiser Mastino. You guys know him better as Mantor, I believe. Hell yeah. Um, Mantor. Yeah. Mantor. Uh, this was in a very uninteresting squash match. Yes. Big, uh, very much so. Yeah, I don't even know if Mastino lasted that long in in in, in the company. This was all just filler for nine one one to come out and jack everybody up because mm-hmm. uh nine one had a he had a a love for the small guy. He was pals with Ray Mysterio. He was pals with Mikey Whipwreck. He was pals with um uh, Pablo Marquez. Um, so then this turns into. You know, the squash match. Bruiser wins the squash match and then yep. starts power slamming him a few times. And, of course, the crowd's chanting for 911. Rest in peace, by the way. Yeah. He shows up, shoves, shoves Mastino. They go back and forth. Here comes Bill Alfonso. He tells 911 he's banned from the choke slam. He shoves 911. Todd Gordon comes in, attacks Fonzie. Yeah. Um, then Gets a little convoluted. At convoluted. This point. And Taz comes out, stops 911. 911 turns attention to Mastino. Taz has no issue with that. Bruiser gets another choke slam. Nine on one, Taz face off again. The wrestlers stop. The wrestler, all the that the, the back, the the locker room em- empties, and they all just fucking you know this at a third. Yeah. So. All right. So your next match was Bubba Ray Dudley, who just became Bubba Ray Dudley, by the way. Yeah. That, that that summer. Dancing Bubba against Stevie Richards and the Blue Meanie. So Meanie doing double duty. Yeah. Another fucking squash match. Um, but we see Big Dick get involved. Bubba gets the slam. Instead of the slam, he uses a flying headbutt. Fly, yeah, I was just gonna say, um, it, and it was funny because it was like uh, there was like a big thing with he he. It was a very botched spot with the body slam. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I feel like that might have been um, you know, meanie. But you know, regardless, it was just bad timing, and it just it just. Ended bad, but Bubba came off the top rope for uh, uh, for for a splash, and man, it looked like it hurt Meanie a lot. Okay, so your next match, which I don't know why they didn't main event this, but yes, um, there was before I get into it though, there was a couple of rumors that woman had signed with WCW and she was going to manage Randy Savage. Oh, so Joey Styles used that rumor to mock the hotline. He told yeah. the viewers to call the Extreme Hotline for details of that. Just to, just give you a little filler for that. So your title match is now the Sandman with Woman. God. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Can I um, 
would you mind if I? Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, do you mind if I use your gimmick? You can. Oh, uh, thank you, brother. I right, thank you. Nancy Sullivan, Benoit, she wasn't Benoit yet, I don't think. She was fucking, she was smoking. She was so good looking, and she was hot live, too. What a piece of ass she was. God rest in peace. What a fucking tragedy. Yeah. Um, Sandman with Woman Defends Against Raven, and this was a fucking, just a brawl. This was sloppy, overbooked brawl. Yeah. Um, I mean... It was. I mean, they do every every one of these cards were four weeks of television. Yeah. So I mean, this was good for TV. I'm saying. I'm assuming, but yeah. Um, I do. I do love. Like I said, this was my favorite incarnation. Uh, incarnation of of uh, Sandman, the sense of that he was, you know, just this guy who did. You know, he wasn't your epitome of a wrestler. He wasn't. He wasn't a wrestler. Bodybuilder. Really. Yeah. Well, he definitely wasn't. But I mean, he, he was trained probably, but not. Yeah. He never used any of it, but you know the idea of how he came out. You know the, you know the entrance, the smoking the cigarettes, like that's it's just the epitome of cool, hundred percent, like, without a doubt, hundred percent. Um, so yeah, this is uh, this gets really convoluted. Um, Richards interferes, woman canes him, she canes Raven. Uh, Sandman stops till then. Tommy Dreamer comes in, canes everybody. Tommy pile drives Bueller again and leaves. Raven and Sandman go blow to blow. Here comes Cactus Jack giving his mentor Raven help yep. by giving Sandman a DDT. Sandman kicks out for the pin. He blocks Raven's suplex and lands a top rope bulldog for the victory. Mm-hmm. At 13 minutes and 16 seconds. Very, very sloppy. Very convoluted. But tell, tells a story nonetheless. And as we look at another ECW card now, Return of the Funker is on. Oh, yeah. And it looks like Paul Loria, the giant killer. Yeah, big time. <laughs> that did he call himself. Uh, with Jason against Hack Myers and Mikey Whipwreck. Mikey that. Whipwreck there. Okay. I think I was at this card, actually. Um, all right. Your next match, at the time, the, the Gangsters were my favorite. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, Public Enemy was my favorite. The Gangsters had just invaded that, that summer. Coming from Smoky Mountain, uh, this was a great one about fucking feuds. Yeah, you know, um, the original. Here's some notes. The originally booked this as Public Enemy versus the Heavenly Bodies. Raven hired the bodies to take out his friends, which included Public Enemy. Doctor Tom Pritchard went to WWF instead. So, you know, Styles Joey Styles is Pritchard totally flipped. Get it? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so. I, and that was one good thing too about this time. Like you can catch it now. Th- at this time, Styles was excellent by himself, but he it was always he can always throw a throw a shot in there that was completely, you know, back page. Like you wouldn't understand. I'm going to go on record and say, outside of Gordon Soley, um, Joey Styles is the only solo commentator that that was Big time. better than Ross did it by himself. Not not okay. All the guys can do about themselves, but they're not as good as as fucking Augie makes his home now with next to Uncle Jay. Oh, like, yeah. oh yeah, that's it next to Uncle Jay. Um so this was a fucking PS6 brawl. These guys did not like each other at all. 
Um, and now we know why, because when you hear New Jack and whatever, it was, I mean, just it was you know, the tables don't break at one point. Rocco Rock doesn't moonsault. The yeah. tables don't break. Mustafa recovers it. New Jack brawls a grunge while uh, Mustafa puts Rocco through a table. Um, I'm sorry, New Jack rolls with grunge and then and then Mustafa puts Rocco through the table. That breaks finally. Public Enemy come back with frying pans. Yeah. They hit the drive-by, which is their finisher. New Jack distracts the ref. Rocco complains that... Rocco complains and then New Jack hits Rocco Rock with a chair and then Mustafa rolls him up for the win. This was mindless brawling. Yeah. Um, hey, I, I mean, it is. this was another one, like you said, this was big, big ECW stuff, like where... The tag team match, not much of a match as much as it just goes just just craziness, Donnie Brook. What made it worse is what you don't hear, because I was there, after the match, the fans shout at Public Enemy, you sold out. Because yeah. they had signed with WCW. Yeah. And then they chanted, please don't go. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next match is Sabu versus Cactus Jack. Um, Cactus brings in PB Moore as a referee and tries to um, make this a... Olympic Olympic style rules match. Um, Nine one one chokes Lance PB and says, "No, this is not." And he becomes a referee. In this match, uh, I think it was was it a Foley DVD, but they had it. You know, after WWF bought the company, they showed this match, and uh, you know, it, it wasn't the first encounter between them two. Oh no, no, no! But. You know, I love, I love the. Where else do you go when ECW the pendulum swinging, where everything is hardcore, super hardcore? Where else do you go? Well, you go down to plain old wrestling, like the idea of like fully coming out with the chair, and he would set up the chair in the middle of the ring, and every, the fans would stop to think it's a, this big chair spot, and he would sit in it and give a rear, like a a, a rear chin lock. Like it's just great storytelling by by Foley. Uh, he tried starting it off this way, and like you said, it went the complete opposite. Um, this wasn't their best encounter. Uh, oh no, no, my, no, 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 no. The um, the um, what do you call it? The Bob Wire, the um, the Bob Wire match they had was really good. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, Sam, he had a few with, between him and Sandman and Sabu, That was so. another good one. Yeah. Oh my god! All right, so real quick, um, Sabu grabs the chair, of course. Cactus regroups. Um, he flusters Jack with a moonsault, a plancha, a leg drop, a springboard wheel kick. Yeah. Cactus elbow Sabu, bounces off the chair. Um, at one point, he uses Jack lands a double DDT, one of the best double arm DDTs in the business, onto a chair, but n- never gets a three count on that. Jack even uses the chair to do a cactus elbow to bang, bang. Yeah. He bites Sabu at one point. I don't know if you noticed that. He bites him, hits a clothesline. Um, nooses him. Sabu hits a, he keeps attacking him, hurts himself a few times. That's Sabu. Landing on the rails, the tables, the fucking chairs, the ridiculous. Uh, puts Jack to a table. Uh, and then Sabu uses the more chair-assisted offense to his own detriment, yeah. as always. And he nails an atomic Arabian face buster. But Cactus kicks out of that. Cactus tries to slam Sabu, but Sabu hooks the ropes and falls on him for the pin at 12 minutes and 59 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, he probably hurt himself more than he is his opponent. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, and like you said, because it, it looked like 
I mean, I think Foley was just doing a really good job of selling, but it did look pretty stiff, the the Arabian uh, face buster on the chair. It did look brutal, but, God, you know, I you look at Foley then and such a like no you know physically not 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 imposing once again you know wasn't a body guy but man the, the inside those ring inside those ropes i'm sorry um there was nobody that could tell a better story you know once again i'm in, i'm super impartial to mcfoley um i think these days he's a little bit more outspoken than i probably would like to hear foley sometimes <laughs> but that's also what brought him to the promised land was That's was right. was his was his thought process. He thought outside the box. The idea of questioning the the tradition of 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 wrestling, you know, people telling them, you know, you're a glorified stuntman. You're jumping off the ring, but like the idea is, he was telling the story with his body, and it was a great. Uh, you know, this wasn't their best match, but it was a good match nonetheless. I, I like I said I enjoy it. and like I said to me I'm also a big Sabu guy I I I I don't think he gets enough praise where I think he I think he just did something recently where he talked about where he's he's done I think he's officially wrestled his last match because or he you know he, I'm sure enough money will come across and and he'll he'll <laughs> he'll figure it out he just lost his girlfriend long his longtime girlfriend she died tragically um she was sick um. Not over. Wait, not, the genie woman? She passed away. Yeah. Get out! I didn't know that. Yeah. So I don't. I think that that affected him, and the, the fact that he abuses body for thirty years also could make a difference too. Mm-hmm. Um, you really nailed it on the head with, with in terms of cactus and him having a voice. I think his voice is. I think people in inside of his business take him, take his words as gospel. So when he is outspoken about certain things that we don't agree with. I feel like he's, quote unquote, the voice of the voiceless, not being CM Punk, um, but he earned it, and I feel like his, like you said, his foresight was probably the reason why he earned that. So yeah, um, and if you would to look up ECW, or if you want to learn about ECW, this is probably one of the matches you could watch, and know, hey, this is ECW. This is what ECW was based on. Well, the, like I said, the show in and of itself was. Good, you know, like I said, um, it it they progressed a lot of storylines, and like I said, this is ECW's first for, foray into outside markets. You know, yep. staying on the East Coast. Um, I mean, their office was in was in Paulie's basement, yeah, but their 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 headquarters was in Philly. Their, uh, you know, like I said, it it opened my eyes to going. Oh, there wasn't ECW wasn't as good as I read. At the time, it's the best thing going because it's new, it's vibrant, it's a new shiny toy. Um, looking back on it now, with a, with a little bit more of a of a fine tooth comb, yeah, there was there was a lot of holes in the product, um, but you cannot you cannot uh, fabricate the the energy that was inside these buildings and the newness and the where they were going. So. All in all, I would give this a solid B, B plus as a show. Yeah. Um, like I said, if I want to be nitpicky, there's a lot of things that I I noticed, but there's also a lot of things that I I, I did not care because you know what it was it was still nostalgia. It's still great to see this. Let's get out of here.
Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, guys. We love you. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Um, we'll be back next week for our Christmas show. Starcade 91 is the uh, throwback. We might have some guests. We might not. I don't yes. know. I have no idea. Yes. But um, that was uh, that was fun. Always fun with ECW, actually. Absolutely. So I know we have a couple of hardcore listeners that love it, especially Otto. I know Otto's listening. Go out of your way and watch that. For oh, sure. absolutely. Guys, have a great rest of your weekend. Be safe. Be good. Stay out of trouble. Don't get the clap. Don't get arrested. And um, I don't know. That's pretty much it. Say goodnight, Gracie. Goodnight, Gracie.